1: On ninety five seven, the game. A little fire on the mountain. Need an arsonist for that. Nice. Right now, outside of twenty four Willie Mays Plaza, they have a Grateful Dead poster. And then on top of all the tour dates, it just says sold out. Why would you even put the poster up if it's all sold out? I don't. I don't get it. Because you're already committed to the poster. I guess so. Apparently, the San Francisco Giants are trying to commit a very significant contract to Aaron Judge. It was reported by John Heyman, who's supposed to join us today and is having a very odd last 20 minutes or so. Apparently, uh, someone here, 510 on the Xfinity mobile text line, says Wikipedia already has John Heyman as being known for the guy who botched the Aaron Judge free agency announcement. Yeah, the Internet moves fast, I can tell you that. But uh, the Giants... Reportedly have a deal in that $360 million neighborhood, and if really getting to an annual average value of 40 mil, that's a nine-year, $360 million contract, because that's what the math says. So, you know, is it eight, and it's even more? I still don't know what the years are. Still don't know exactly what the money is. And... It's fascinating to see what is about to happen, if anything, today with Aaron Judge, because today, 30 years ago, is when Barry Bonds signed what was at the time a record deal when the Yankees offered Bonds five and the Giants put six in front of Barry. And that deal was done at the winter meetings. Bonds inked a then-record $43.75 million contract over six years with the Giants. And you want to round that up to inflation, it's still... a Bargain, Ray, where that's now 82 million and change just last year uh, to adjust it to modern times. The funny thing about
2: that contract, though, was uh, Peter McGowan did the negotiating on that before he owned the team. And the contract that he agreed to with Bonds had to be redone because Bob Lurie says, You're not paying him with any of my money. That's fascinating. I did not know that angle. No, it just, it's, yeah, that was, uh, but Lurie and, Lurie and McGowan did not end up being close, and that was part of the reason. Because McGowan was in a hurry, and he says, I'm doing the bond deal. He says, you
1: don't own the team yet. Well, look, what he understood is that you better strike quickly once the free agency and winner meetings begin. Because dominoes start to topple. And this is why earlier today I was saying, look, do the Giants need a judge and jury? Yeah, they need a lot of things. What they need to do is sign a living, breathing, actual major leaguer. And they need to do it today. Like, I don't care if it's Aaron Judge or not. You need more than Aaron Judge. Sign someone else then. Start at the bottom of the mountain. Start at base camp before you try to reach the summit that is Aaron Judge. Because I watched all last offseason, the Giants just playing the waiting game, waiting game, waiting game. And they waited themselves right out of a 107-win season, didn't they? So... If I were Farhan, you know, you don't need to do anything crazy, but you better damn well do something. And, oh, by the way, we can report to you that Cody Bellinger will not be haunting the San Francisco Giants unless they're playing the Chicago Cubs. Cody Bellinger has a one-year, $17.5 million deal with the Chicago Cubs. Cody Bellinger is going to make less money than Jock Peterson. There you go. Uh, Cody
2: well, Bellinger... Although in fairness, Peterson had a better year.
1: He did. But Cody Bellinger uh, is, you know, clearly taking the I'm betting on myself route, and we'll see how that bet pays off for him. So that's a legit center fielder. It's a legit present on the base pads, but we all know how much he struggled at the plate. When I think of the Giants, I think of struggling at the plate. And look, so Aaron Judge, Carlos Correa, Carlos Redon, two you know, all, all three of those very big ticket items for the day. One of the things that I wanted to see, one of, one of the players I wanted to see the Giants kind of pivot to was maybe Josh Bell. But like Josh Bell, a switch hitter, better than he showed over the Padres when he was in Washington before the Soto trade. Nope. The Cleveland Guardians, $33 million over two years for Josh Bell. Is Josh Bell great? No. Is he good? Yeah. I mean for 33 million dollars that's a song what did you saying what, what were you just saying about the, the the Phillies payroll now they have how many players making at least 20 million a year six six Philadelphia Phillies making 20 million dollars a year that is it sounds like a really big number right it sounds like oh man that's that's, that's a, boys and girls let me tell you if you are a real major league entity you're making 20 million in this league now if you're a real major leaguer, like every day, my name will be considered for an all-star game. I am a real major leaguer. I'm not lucky to be here. They're lucky that I'm here. If you're a real major leaguer, your contract will start at an annual average value north of $18.5, $19 million. It's just the way the game is going. So, you know, if the Giants are looking to spend big, big, big money elsewhere, they got to make some sensible moves in other places, $33 million over two years for Josh Bell, a switch-hitting, first-base left fielder. Yeah, you should have jumped on that, Farhan. What did you not like about Josh Bell? What did you not... I mean, the list of things that the Giants might not like about that player seems to override the fact that they shouldn't be so picky. Like, they need help. That is a team of lucky-to-be-heres and quadruple-A players if there ever was one. Well, The the other
2: thing that I wonder, though, is, and this is not Josh Bell specific, is that teams regard the Giants as a fallback position because it's still not a friendly ballpark for hitters. They've never really had much success getting a big-time hitter to go there and stay there since Bonds. Um, The taxes are an issue that, you know, that, uh, agents will sit there and whisper in the players about. It would, Ohio's a far more f- far friendlier tax state. Right. Not not preventing the Dodgers or the Padres from getting it done. Same stuff. No, but they are they are spending a level of money that the Giants are A unfamiliar with and B reluctant to do. The only team I mean, quite frankly, when when Turner went to the Phillies he went to a team with an owner who says, I don't care what it costs. There's a little bit of Joe Lacob in him, in John Middleton, because he's thrown around money that the Phillies have never thrown around, not even close. And they've always been like on the upper half of payrolls, but not like this.
1: Well, this, is a, guy, just this is, is a guy series.
2: who's made a choice the way that um, Peter Ziegler has made in San Diego with the Padres. And the way the Dodgers have done you know with uh, um Mark Mark Guggenheim it's you know nah price is not an object well that's- and I think I think that's I'm, I don't mean to interrupt but there are not that many teams are doing in fact the Yankees aren't doing that anymore the Red Sox aren't doing that anymore but there are teams that are and with with the Dodgers and Padres and now the Phillies it's damn the torpedoes because Golden State turned their turn their team into a into a gold mine and they did it even though their salary structure is allegedly out of whack because it's not out of whack
1: the giants just said though you know "ali ali oxen free when it comes to spending this year so we'll see if it starts to happen again i thought that josh bell was a reasonably priced definite upgrade that was waiting there for them and i'm going to tell you there's i'm going about to give you a list of you know a few names here that are not anything less than really big ticket items: Xander Bogarts, Dansby Swanson, Brandon Nimo. I mean, is, is that Nimo? Nimo, yeah. Is that is that is that possible? You are going to get that done? Chris Bassett. I would I would love to see Chris Bassett behind Logan Webb, and I think a lot of Giants fans would. How about Cody Senga? Kodai, is that a hard eye? Kodai, he is from Japan. He's known for the ghost fork pitch. If you're a fan of Pitching Ninja, you've seen this guy's video already. Um, There's another player who is an on-base machine and a corner outfielder from Japan who officially posted and filed today. Masataka Yoshida is someone the... Go ahead and sign him right now. San Francisco, I've never even seen him, and I don't care. I'm going to bet on just about any player from Japan who is about to be ready to be a decent major leaguer. Like, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Go ahead. Um, the fact that the Giants haven't gotten into the business of offering their fan base a Japanese baseball player, to me, shows you that they're maybe not as good at doing this as they claim to be.
2: Or, and this is from Brian Hoke, who covers the Yankees for MLB.com, uh, Brian, He quotes Brian Cashman as saying the Yankees have not been given any assurance from Aaron Judge's camp that they will have an opportunity to beat a final offer. So maybe the reason why the Giants haven't been active on other guys is because they're still thinking that they're deep in with Judge. And they don't want to spend money on other guys and then find out all of a sudden... Well, now we priced ourselves out of Judge.
1: Well, look, that's my guess. But you need more than just Aaron Judge anyways. And if Aaron Judge left you at the altar, wouldn't you then say, well, at least we got these other guys? Well, yeah, but I think you... It's not like those other guys are going to renege on their contract if you don't sign Aaron Judge. No, but
2: ultimately you have to prioritize what you're doing. Because nobody's got unlimited money. And I've always thought the Giants are not the spendthrift team that they used to be. So if they're going to commit to judge, it sounds to me like they're committing to judge, period. And if it takes too long, they might be left at the altar with everybody else.
1: Hey, overpay to bring in the ghost of J.D. Martinez on a one-year deal. He's 35. It's okay last year. I mean, whatever. The, the, the Giants need major league baseball players. I don't even care what their names are. If they're actual major league baseball players, that's what the Giants should be going after right now and you know you want to say you got priorities aaron judge is such a line item unto his unto his self ray i don't think that you even look at his pile of money and say it affects what's going on with the other the rest of the team i'll say this though if it really is 360 million dollars on the table for aaron judge and aaron judge is back in pinstripes the Giants better figure out a way to spend that $360 million that they had for Judge. They better figure it out. And again, if you're going to do that, that's when, you know, the Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, Dansby Swansons are, are on your radar. And those names are on a lot of radars. Big names are falling, big names are signing. That's what happens in the winter meetings. The, the, the Giants don't have. A level of run-up to this, where they can dilly-dally and take their time. Like, if they really have a three hundred and sixty million dollar offer today on the table for Aaron Judge and he hasn't taken it, they need to come back with three seventy-five at breakfast tomorrow. No, I'm and I'm not
2: arguing with any of of your logic. I'm just saying that I think that might be what the Giants' plan is, not what I think their plan should be. You know, I mean, I'm not sure that I would that I would go all in on Judge if I could get three other useful players. But, you know, it sounds to me like they're committed to this plan. And if you're committed to this plan and you were comfortable at 360 and now you're looking at 375, that's still going to end up being money that comes away from the table on other guys. Because this Giants organization is not the one that's going to throw money at people the way the, the, way the, the past organization did. It just isn't. There's no evidence that they would. In fact, I'm surprised that they're still in on
1: judge, to be honest. Well, just because you haven't done it doesn't mean you won't. And they've officially reached event horizon when it comes to just their own own place in the hierarchy of Bay Area sports. I mean, they're number three and falling. Yeah. So if there was ever anything that was going to make you bust your wallet out... That might be it when you realize that yeah we just we 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 are no longer in the conversation in terms of gotta go see that ballpark if you wanted to see the ballpark you have by now so at this point you better give me something to watch in that ballpark and fans summarily rejected going to watch what the giants fielded last year when larry kruger was in here ray on friday he dropped a pretty interesting number the giants had 800,000 fewer fans last season. Yeah. That's a big number. That's the kind of number that makes you go, huh, maybe we do need to start spending. Unless, of course, you're John Fisher, in which case you're just one of the most bad faith actors in the history of owning a professional sports franchise. And I hope you and the commissioner both get in a... In the car crash, you deserve to be in together. Those two guys, baseball would be better without them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Nobody has to die, but I would like them to go away forever. I hate the commissioner. I hate John Fisher. They hate baseball. They hate Oakland. They hate fans. And they just said that they're going to waive any relocation fee to go to Las Vegas. What a waste of uh, putting a team in Las Vegas. The commissioner's bad at his job, right? Oh, no, he's trying to create leverage where there is none.